You're listening to On The Road, a podcast powered by Otto Car. So welcome to On The Road, a podcast for and about the private hire industry. I'm Richard. And I'm Ish. And our aim is to have as many discussions as possible with people in the private hire industry, from the drivers to the operators and everything in between. This week, our theme is going electric, and we have Stefan and Cameron in today, um, who are both drivers who have made the switch to electric vehicles. And we basically just want to get their opinions on the pros, maybe some of the cons, and a few tips for getting started. Just for people listening, could you guys um, describe a little bit about yourself and your experience so far? Hi, I'm Stefan. I'm a private hire driver and I drive a Leaf for one and a half months now. But yeah, things are good till now. So so far, so good. Eh? So far, so <laughs> good, yeah. And yourself, Cameron? Hi, my name is Cameron and I'm working for Uber. And since eight months, I'm driving Nissan Leaf, which I found is the best one for me. So what? Financial wise and uh, it's a safety wise, security wise is the best car. So I've what, seen. what uh, were your kind of key motivations for deciding to, to move to a Nissan Leaf? It's the latest technology. It's electric. It's uh, security wise the best one because I have driven Mercs and everything. But this is the uh, with mon- money wise worth car. Security wise is the best one. And the passengers sitting with me, they feel more comfortable. It's a very quiet car. And the best is for us is the financial. Mm-hmm. We work we work for the industry just for money and for our sake. And I'm very happy, very uh, excited and mm-hmm. satisfied. And how did you first hear about it? Was it an advertisement? Was it yeah. your operator who spoke to you or maybe Auto Car? Where do you, uh, no, it was an uh, advertisement. Start? Electric cars are coming, electric cars. So mm-hmm. I, I'm an electronics engineer, basically. So this is perfect for you. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's made me to search for, uh, you know, I love gadgets and these mm-hmm. things. So when I used to drive S-Class Merc, I used to have latest car with technology and everything. But then I heard about this thing. I can mm-hmm. I can easily uh, judge that, you know, I have to go for this. Because once it's an electric car, I can save money. I, sure. I will be in a good car and uh, technology-wise. And people will appreciate because it's good for the country as well. Mm-hmm. And good for all the atmosphere as well. Was there similar reasons that brought you to... Going electric? Well, London, in a way, kind of makes you change to electric. But there's a bunch of different reasons. It's like Cameron said, it's like you save quite a lot of money by switching. And even if you don't take into consideration the new congestion charge. But yeah, it's also this a Nissan is quite a, a very good car. I heard about it long ago when it came out, the new model from a friend who works at Nissan, but mm. I never thought about buying electric until like now. And yeah, it was a good decision. Do you enjoy the drive? It's quite a pleasant drive. I mean, it's better than I thought it is. And also the car, like Cameron said, is quite, quite has quite a lot of, you know, bells and whistles, mm-hmm. like a lot of technology technology on it that you wouldn't expect it to have well there's one feature um which i had the pleasure of driving myself which was the using the e-pedal 
I'm not sure yeah. if you guys have tried it yet, but uh, I was going through central London at rush hour um, last August, which is obviously very stressful for everybody, you know, driving when it's absolutely jam-packed with uh, other drivers. And the stress level was just zero. I mean, it was just brilliant driving with the e-pedal. I don't know how, how you guys feel I about it. I think haven't, we haven't got e-pedal in our... Uh, model. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I have it on. No, and connector. They, they don't have e pedal. No, no, no. It has e pedal. It doesn't have Pro Pilot. Yeah, yeah. E pedal is uh, it's, uh, uh, you know one pedal car. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. That sure, that, sure. that that I have. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. use that. I find it depends when. Sometimes it's annoying, but most of the time, if you're set in traffic, it's good. I mean, for me, like I've never driven an electric car, so like, what, what are the features of an e-pedal? So basically, you just drive with the um, accelerating pedal. You don't use the brake pedal. So once you release the accelerator, it brakes, and it also regenerates electricity. It's not a lot, but mm-hmm. it does regenerate a little. So it's basically, if you're set in traffic, you just you use one pedal. So Sounds like the dream. Well. <laughs> And moving away from kind of uh, the driving to the charging element, which is probably the most talked about part of, of electric cars, what is your situation? How how do you charge? Do you have a driveway? Do you drive out and about? Uh, is, if so, is it is it close to your house? Uh, how exactly does it work for you? So yeah, I um I only use the public chargers. Well, one especially that's like two miles from where I live. It's a rapid charger. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I I do one rapid charge every day. Uh, and it depends, you know, because driving, uh, you don't know where you end in. But normally I just charge once at the end of the shift. Uh, I charge to about 90%, 92-93%, which is about one hour worth of charging. You've got some stats here to say that you can get 80% charge in about 40 minutes. Is, is that about right? The, the, I know... I can tell you that it's really fast up until about 70-75%. Mm. Okay. The way it charges, charges really, really fast until like 75, 70-75. And then it goes slower and slower. And from 90 to 100, it's just no point to charge it. Mm-hmm. If you have a driveway and you charge at home like Cameron, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you charge at pu- public chargers, there's no point on charging there. Because even if you're a rapid charger, it just charges very, very slow. Mm-hmm. So it takes about an hour from 90 to 100. And cost-wise for that for that time? It depends who you're using. Okay. So, In your, yeah. in your experience, what have you found it to be? Uh, it's... Even if you're using the one of the most expensive ones, the D-Rapid, like um, Ecotricity, the ones on the motorway, they're like, I think they're like 30 pence a kilowatt, then it still works out cheaper than petrol. Sure. But if you're charging with the Polar, I think they do like 9 pence plus VAT per kilowatt. That's, you know, so with four full charges, you get 600 miles. That you from experience, you don't get 600 miles from a full tank of the Nero, mm-hmm. uh, the hybrid Nero. And for a full tank of Nero, you pay about 45 quid. And for four charges for the Leaf, you pay, what, 40 times 10, 11. Too much math for us today. Five, it's about 15, <laughs> 15 pounds or less. Yeah. So it's cheaper, I mean, yeah. It's a lot cheaper, yeah. yeah. So, Cameron, how do you how do you charge? Do you do, do you do it from home or do you do it out and about like Stefan? What's your situation? Usually, more often I charge at home because I have got a charger on my driveway. 
and the government has funded it in the beginning and that's why I'm using it and it's a 450 to 5 pound full battery charge mm-hmm. uh, which I often charge uh, means at night it is charging I think 4-5 hours and that, that the best thing is that you don't have to worry it's just like it's, it's like a mobile phone to put a charger on the charging thing and it will charge it's mm-hmm. not a big science that you have to do it's a very easy yeah. and the best thing is that it will stop automatically once it's charged it will stop automatically it will not take more charging electricity that mm-hmm. is the best thing and do you have uh, i mean i've seen many drivers have said to us about um, there's kind of like special tariffs for for electric drivers yeah. it's a kind of economy seven tariff i believe it is it is economy seven i have uh, worked on that as well but in the normal tariff I think I have got a normal tariff for the whole day, okay. which is better than Economy 7. I have searched a lot in that as well. Okay, top tip but, for you drivers out there. Yeah, Economy <laughs> 7 is, for me, is rubbish because, you know, it's just like more at, uh, in, the, uh, in the morning session than less in the evening session. Mm-hmm. And evening session starts 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. That's not worth, you can't uh, wake up at, at night to st- start charging your car. Mm-hmm. And finishes at seven o'clock. Whole day is just like a normal tariff. So I, I means I have a, 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 an option of having economy seven, but I haven't taken it. Mm-hmm. So I've calculated this is the best one, and the Aon, you know, the gas uh, electric provider, they have uh, helped me a lot mm-hmm. that this will be the best one for me, right. and that's why it's it's just like a four fifty five pound per whole day. Full battery charge. What else you want? Mm-hmm. How, how easy was it to set up the charger in your home? Sorry? How easy was it to set up the charger in your home? It was very, you know, easy. Means as a, as a contractor, they came and they done it in one day. And it was very easy. It's very easy on the driveway. And it's charging. Means, I think it's giving five, seven kilowatts per, mm-hmm. uh, per hour. So it takes four or five hours to finish whole charging and the best thing is charging wise uh, the car Nissan leaves talks with you mm. you can set up the charging time in the morning that it will start charging it and you can set up the heating in the morning you can come in the car the car will be warm <laughs> yeah it's a great little tip is that that's on the app isn't it you can do yeah that. and once yeah. I've used rapid charger in uh, I think A406 and that is as uh, Stephen told you that you know it's ninety till ninety percent it's okay. I've I've seen it. My battery was very low, so I've charged it, and it takes forty minutes to eighty percent to eighty five percent, and then slows down. Okay. So it's not worth it. But I was just free, so I was just charging it to see that how long it will take. So it took ninety eight percent in one hour time. Mm. I've calculated. So, I mean, how far does 80% take you? Like, is the range good? It's just like you can easily say it's a city car, mostly. A406 city is the best car. This is the best car. I've seen it. I've driven uh, that Prius as well, hybrid, latest model. I've driven S-Class. I've driven Eagle. This is the best car. Yeah, Mileage-wise. There's some stats fly, floating about about how the optimum speed for a Nissan Leaf is about 19 miles an hour, which, which would make sense for, a, for city driving, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, city camera says all right. It's, when you take it on the motorway, then when you, st- well, you not that you worry, but the it, the mileage goes 
a lot mm. faster than normal driving. So try, if you get one, try and stay, drive 60 instead of 70. It doesn't get you anywhere, the 10 mile difference. Mm. Believe me, I tested it on the motorways. Yeah doesn't do anything speeding and driving 60 you get probably two minutes later but i think you save quite a lot of range yeah so, so yeah. it's range anxiety I mean, obviously that's that's an issue that always comes up when people think about maybe switching to electric cars does that you've just touched on it really but does it does that affect you as much as maybe you thought it would have before you had the electric car in the first place well two years ago i've i never thought i would buy electric mm. i was scared yeah, because, you know, this is one of the cons of having electric, because if you have a petrol, diesel one, you go to a petrol station, five minutes, full tank, four or five hundred miles, you're good to go. Uh, but electric, it's, it's a bit different, but it's worth it, because, you know, you save a lot of money. And if you have a charger at home and, you know, doesn't take any time, you just get home and plug it in. Mm-hmm. If not, you go to a public one, rapid one, one hour. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, anxiety, not really. I mean, it may come when, if you have a long job, whatever. But I've, I didn't experience it in two months. So That's good. That's I, awesome. Yeah, cause that's really the, the main kind of issue. One of the main, well, one of the main issues that... Uh, you know, one of those questions that we get here at Autocar is about the range and about the anxiety and what happens if uh, I haven't got enough range left and they're kind of almost worried. So to, the to, range to, with to make the, the switch over. electric cars, it's it's not like written down. It's not like the manufacturer said. It's not like what you guys said. It just depends on a bunch of factors. Mm-hmm. So if it's cold outside, the range drops quicker. If the the really warm days that were like two weeks ago, so I've noticed I had a full charge and need to drive to your office. Uh, yeah, from where I live in Pina to Hammersmith, there's about eleven miles, and because it was warm outside, it didn't take any no take no miles from the range. So mm-hmm. actually, being warm outside helps, helps a lot. Yeah. Then another. Well, the, the only cons I find to this vehicle is the, the motorway driving a bit and charging time. But obviously it's worth it. And the thing that um, aircon and uh, heating takes a bit of the miles. Mm-hmm. But for heating, you can use the heated front and rear seats, which don't take miles off the range. But for aircon, it, it is a bit tricky sometimes mm-hmm. when it's hot outside. It's probably not hot enough in this country to wear it all year round. But <laughs> well, you t- it is you, for, for three days a year. Three days, yeah, exactly. You, know? you, you touched on a quick point about the, the range in winter and summer. Oh, we had some stats that uh, you do lose about 20% of your, your total range when it is, uh, well, in, in wintertime, essentially. Yeah. And you gain a little bit more in the summer. And also driving habits also affect it. So if you're driving around, you know, you're quite a reckless driver, you're going to suffer yeah. with the range. And if you're a smart, sensible driver, which is what you should be anyway as a, as a private hire driver, which I'm sure you guys are, um, then you kind of save a little bit more on the range and you don't, well, you don't waste as much. Um, how, how have you felt? Coming yeah, that's with, with right. Because this car needs brain. Mm-hmm. If you are driving properly, it will give you a full range. Because usually, you know, I, I charge my car and it gives me roughly about 168 to 170 miles uh, 
in the beginning mm-hmm. and I stopped the car after five hours and it takes roughly about um, 70 miles taken out from me and still I have got 60, 70 miles, 80 miles left over, which I can start, means continue my means trip, but I stop there, have a coffee because I'm a driver, I'm driving professionally. So, I, and I'm not a single driver, my customers are sitting with me, so I need some rest as well. So after five, five hours, it's enough driving now, I take a rest and then, and in the morning it's a busy, Uber is very busy. So you can, you get easily job after job. So if you drive five hours and the only cutoff is 60, 70 miles, So still you have got 50 50% left over battery you can go from Ilford to Heathrow easily mm-hmm. so means i i have mean in the beginning i was clearly watching that what is doing you know how much i have to be in my bank that if i get a good job big trip how can i do it but now i know i don't see my battery i know what time it will finish half what time i have to charge It's very easy. I suppose it's exactly like petrol in the beginning. You just have yeah, to get used to Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just like, you know, it's just like your mobile phone. Nowadays, you know, better than, you know, mobile phone is necessary everywhere you go. If it is fully charged, you, you use it like, if you use it in the songs and these things, it will finish early. But if you use it with a brain, it will continue your charging. Depending yeah. on which brand, of course. <laughs> some are yeah, I mean, just slightly better than others, but you, you, no, your, your it's, points don't. You, I mean, it's it's just like I've seen it in summer and winter. I'm driving it for eight months now. Mm-hmm. I I hardly found that, you know, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. If you are driving properly, rash driving, you know, I've driven Mercedes in M, uh, motorways. It takes a lot of petrol as well when you go mm-hmm. fast. But if you drive just like uh, Stephen said, that 60 to 65 miles, it will hardly take your uh, range. It is very nice smooth car very nice car 60 to 65 on you know motorways m11 i usually use for stansted mm. and it is roughly about from my house to stansted is 30 mile mm. it takes 35 miles five well, miles is you can well speak. actually even on the winter point some people say that they feel more in control with the car because it's slightly heavier um, and they feel like they're gripping the road better and regarding especially with snow yeah. is that something that you guys have found I only drive it for one and a half months, so didn't really drive it in winter. That's what I said. I I haven't found anything difference between winter and summer. Just like you know, I drive in the winter as well. I use my heating quite use you know continuously because of the passenger. First of all, I have got heated seats. That is, customers are very happy. They they feel very happy that oh, you have got both the seats. Eating, they are quite comfortable. And then mm-hmm. when we start boost, you know, heating, in two minutes time, three minutes time, it will not take any of your point mileage, and it will warm your car for mm-hmm. roughly about. You can easily take 20 minutes, 25 minutes from that car. But touching on the point you just made about riders being happy about the, the the heated seats, have you found that maybe your ratings have gone up as a result, or that you've had higher? Kind of rider satisfaction as a result, or is that not really a, a bit of a trivial issue for you guys? I don't really uh, care about. If you work in the industry, you know how riders are, so probably don't don't really. Do, well, I have really good rating, 496 on Uber, awesome. but I don't really care. I mean, customers, or maybe some comments that said, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Customers like the heated rear seats, sure. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, they were surprised. 
the car had have them and they 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 liked it mm-hmm. but i didn't really see a change in but obviously it's a bit comfortable for them mm-hmm. you know in cold and months. maybe a more smooth drive as well being uh, electric being more quiet as well does that well i'll I mean, that's something tell you, you something i i drove prius nero and for uber and it's the only car i would buy as a personal car i would i wouldn't buy the other two mm-hmm. as personal cars i mean the nero is a very nice car car um it's better than the prius prius i just find it you know, it's the most annoying thing about it it's really really um loud inside mm-hmm which you don't have this issue in the Nissan. It's really quiet inside. You can't hear a thing. Prius is a bit of a kind of, uh, it's a bit like Marmite. You either kind of love it or hate it. And we, we touched on that car in, the, in a previous uh, episode about how it's the kind of the flagship PCO car uh, for, for obvious reasons, really, with the emission, with the kind of uh, low... Um, well, it has this stigma attached to it as well. If you own a Prius, you're a Uber driver, you know, even if mm-hmm. you don't have a thing to do with Uber. Mm-hmm. But, yeah... It's it's a lot. This, the Nissan's a lot better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for everyone, of course. Mm-hmm. Electric isn't for everyone, but yeah. um, obviously, you guys have said that driving it's kind of like a city car. It works better in the cities. How do you feel that London, as a city, is set up for electric vehicles at the moment? Well, still a long way to go for London, but you know every. Every week now you see more and more chargers and now I think there's a law for supermarkets I think when a new supermarket opens or even if it's open they need to have a certain number of chargers installed in their car I park. mean because obviously we talked about that idea of range anxiety um, in London have you ever kind of felt like um, instances where you feel like oh like I need to get a charge up but I'm not sure where I can go or something like that it's very easy. It's a maps are there. Zip map is there. Polar is there. You can find it easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. I think it means I used to drive Merc. I used to find petrol station difficulty rather than charging. It's very easy. You know, on the Polar, you can, you know the they will show you that where the nearest point is. And mm-hmm. in city, it's very near. But as I told you that I hardly charge in city because I have got full charger. Mm-hmm. So I know my car that I have to. I have this much charge. I can go anywhere now. Heathrow as well. But when I, you know, when I my charging is decreased to fifty percent, then I start just like half an hour, one hour charge, and I'm again ready for long trips as well. It's a strong car. It's better than Toyota Prius as I means body wise as well. It's a quite nice body, smooth car. I have driven uh, Toyota Prius, the latest model, two thousand eighteen. Uh, and I have driven this one as well. I compare as just like this is Merc instead of, uh, you know, Nissan. And seated wise, believe me, I have driven S-Class Merc. They have got two front seats seated, heated. Mm-hmm. And my customers are same in my area. They say this is the best one because they have got back seated as well, back seat heated as well. Mm-hmm. And customers are very comfortable. And when they sit straight away, in, especially in winter, they feel very comfortable, very cozy. That oh, it's a nice. It's an advantage. Definitely, definitely. heated seats are advantage. Just mm-hmm. to throw an extra a few stats out there regarding the infrastructure. Uh, there's about 150 rapid chargers in London at the moment. Uh, TfL plans to increase this to 300 by the uh, the end of 2020. 
So 150, I mean, sounds a lot, but actually in a city of 8 million, it's, it's not really that much at all. Yeah, yeah but oh. what you said about driving anxiety, in London, you can't get it because they're, I mean, they're not everywhere. Mm. But in London, I mean, if you're reckless and you, <laughs> you still take a job when you have 1% battery, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean... It's like taking a phone call when you've got 1% on yeah. your phone. It's not going to last. last. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I compared it with mobile phone. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great example to use, you know, yeah. especially with people getting used to the, the kind of routine you, know, you have to get into as well. Me and my friend both were executive drivers and he's still driving Merc and I'm driving this. And he says that, you know, I'm not comfortable with electricity because once it's finished, I said, you know, once your petrol is finished, then you are a reckless driver. You, you should accept it. That's why you are driving. Because, you know, I've seen that, you know, compared with financial wise, because we are here for work. Mm -hmm. We are not taking this car as a uh, home car or a, you can take it, but you know, he's making 140 pounds and expense are too much, mugs, rent and petrol, diesel. You know, in one uh, one week time, the Mercedes, what we do, he take, uh, Mercedes takes 150 pounds diesel mm -hmm. that you are saving it straight away. So you can uh, yeah, lessen your work. Well, looking at the stats, I mean, we, we've, you know, if you do charge at home on a kind of special... Um, tariff for electric drivers and there's plenty of companies out there like um, Ogo Energy and uh, Ecotricity that was mentioned by Stefan. Um, you can charge from a home from as little as 3p um, compared to let's say 12p if you charge on a diesel out mm -hmm. in the petrol station. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially looking at a quarter of the cost you know mm -hmm. which is a huge saving for drivers. I used to pay 150 pounds every week for Merck petrol. And I'm paying £35 for this. Mm. So, well, there you go, that's the answer. So that's, you know, £30, every day you are saving it. Mm -hmm. In one year time, you can save £10,000. In three years, you can save £30,000. Mm -hmm. You can buy a car. Copies on you the next time. Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, you know, as I told you, I'm electronic. I do the, my maths that, yeah. you know, what I'm getting it. So obviously we we talked about kind of the financials. They sound extremely attractive. The drive sounds nice. So why do you think it is that people are so afraid of making that switch? It's, um, it's a lot of factors. I said two years ago, I didn't think about switching to electric. It's, yeah, it's the hassle of something. Some, the, well, I talk to a lot of, you know, colleagues and they say it's a hassle to go charge. It's not worth it. What, what if you get a long job? What if you get a Heathrow? What if you get a Gatwick? What if, you know, I drive and... You know, you don't get them that often, do you? Mm. Um, I mean, they're, they're valid questions to ask, though, right? Yeah, Especially in your industry. Not so much, let's say, the public. Yeah, but let's but say... For, for from, private hire drivers, absolutely. From my experience, you get those long heat, um, airport trips in the morning. And by the time, if I work in the mornings when I get them, I'm almost at full charge, so I can easily do them. Mm -hmm. So I can give them a tip if they go to Gatwick, for example. There's a fast charger at a Holiday Inn. It takes 40 minutes to get 80%. Mm -hmm. They can easily come back. But other things, I don't know that they're probably sound of Nissan or Hyundai mm -hmm. or uh, Kia doesn't sound very well to them. They like their mm -hmm. uh, Mercs. Audis, BMW, Tesla as well. I mean, we, yeah. we actually did a poll recently, uh, kind of what's your favorite PCO car? It's uh, still going on, but I think by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be done. Uh, and the favorite one was the Tesla model, Tesla model S, which, which, which is, model? Uh, S, was it S? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something. Yeah, I've been to Tesla, yeah? so uh, P2 
P100D, whatever, costs about 128 grand, yeah? So if you're telling me someone <laughs> spends that money to do Uber and get a £3.75 job, then he's an well, idiot. You can have camera and the, ma the math genius over here. No, that's right. That's why I left S-Class. Because of these things that, you know, if you spend more, just like I've heard that, you know, now Nissan is bringing 60 kilowatts battery. Yeah, that should be coming out That will be yeah. costlier then. So it's not worth it. I was thinking mm -hmm. of changing my car from 40 kilowatts to 60 kilowatts. Mm -hmm. But the price difference is too much. I have heard what I've heard. Yeah, it's, it's a difference price that you can buy a Tesla instead of Nissan then. Mm -hmm. But you can't take more, you can't put more money in the car doing uber for four pound a trip or five pound a trip although and i guess it's not only uber because there are also companies like green tomato cars where tesla is kind of one of the models that they promote well i mean maybe there are other companies out there that an electric vehicle is more suited no, the for as well that, yeah i used to work for a to b driven now a to b driven they have only mercedes they they used to have a big jobs you know but as introduction of this uber all the they have to drop the price now that now they are not charging that much i used to work for alpha cars they used to give me 75 75 pounds for the heathrow from uh, our area now the thing is they are not charging 75 they are charging they are giving us 60 pounds they will make something as well so they are giving us 60 pounds and three four jobs so if you are that's what i told you in the beginning that you know so if you, if you are driving Nissan Leaf, if you drive six hours, and if you drive normal car, petrol car for 12 hours, that is the maths. Mm. If you drive 12 hours, you will save not that much money, which you can save it in six hours time. Because there is no maintenance in Nissan. It's five pound electricity, that's it. Mm. And in that easily 20 pounds, 25 pounds for the Toyota Prius mm. petrol. And then, lot of other things are there as I said it's not for everyone there are people who probably who in the PCO industry who do only airport trips mm -hmm. it's not for them probably uh, it's you know it's not for people who don't eat or don't sleep as you know like it Cameron said you go home or you go I don't know you go somewhere to eat you find a charger and you know eat while it charges it's not for everyone, no. obviously. I don't want, as I said, I don't want everyone to switch to electric because it's going to be harder for me to charge. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, it's probably suits... get more expensive for me to charge, mm. you know. Well, suitability is, is is one thing that we're always kind of very conscious of here at Autocar. You know, we do, we do have drivers that come to us who are very keen to switch, but when you ask them, do you have a driveway? They say no. Do you have a, a charge point near the house? They say no. Do they have a, uh, a rapid charge near them? Like in your case, they say no. So, you, you, you know, you have to say, well, how, how are you going to do this? What's your routine going to be? Are you going to just have to kind of hit and hope and pray that you're going to find a rapid charger or, or a charge point on the way back from a job? Mm -hmm. um, many want to switch, but maybe the, maybe the infrastructure uh, it just isn't there yet. And there is a, you know, a study we found, and I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before in the podcast, but uh, uh, we found that only 35% of Uber drivers have a driveway. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at a third of, of, of drivers. Do you think that's the kind of be all and end all? Obviously, in your case, you, you don't. You've made it work. So what's, what's your kind of, you know, advice in that situation? For me, it works because the, the rapid charge is really close to where I live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but 
everyone can check it. There's this app called ZapMap that it ha- yep. has mm-hmm. ZapMap all the charges, not only from Polar, and you can filter it down to rapid chargers. As you said, mm-hmm. there are about 150 of them in London. I mean, if you live close to one that is fairly cheap, I mean, 11 pence, 12 pence a, a kilowatt, then you can make it work easily. Mm-hmm. And if you live in a, like, um, I don't know, like a, a big building flats, you can talk to your council and have one installed. Even if you don't have a driveway, they can install one um, on the side of the road. Mm. But um, I mean, there are chargers everywhere. I mean, to me as well, it sounds like a lot of these kind of anxieties that you bring up the things that you were probably asking yourself before as well, and then you started driving it, and you were like, actually, relating to me, it's not as big an issue as I thought it was before. So, I don't know, I'm just thinking maybe for some people, the issue is just kind of being able to try it out or being able to test it or being able to get, yeah, to take the leap or get some incentives to be able to drive it in the first place to see if it's for you. And then um, you can kind of see if those anxieties get answered or not. If not, it's really difficult. Okay. So yeah, I had all those questions. Yeah. So I know someone who bought it from Nissan way before you had it on your, uh, at Otto, about about, I think it's one and a half years ago. Yeah. And I saw it, I said, I really like it. I have a friend who works at Nissan. He told me about it. I went and saw it and still wasn't ready to to buy it Mm -hmm. because of all those issues. And for me, it wasn't. I mean, when I put it down, when I put it on paper, like average price of charging, and after the 8th of April when congestion charge came into place, and without putting congestion charge, you can save a lot of money. So I put on paper how much you you spend, how much you make. The, the you know the, the little extra you get from Uber as well, because the clean air fee charge stays into your yeah. account now. And just for those who don't know, that's uh, it's, it's fifteen p, I believe, isn't it? Like it is added. fifteen p. It is also um, they take them their um, charge off of the fifteen p. So it's. 15 minus 25 percent it's mm-hmm. how much that works to about 11 pence something and the idea is that obviously they, they they can save that up and i think once they reach a bit of a threshold of one thousand pounds if you don't so have electric once you reach one thousand they can pay it to you guys i think as well well it goes to i believe it goes towards the cost uh, of, of like deposit. Low, 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 yeah either deposit or lowering the contract i can't quite remember yeah. see the one of the two yeah um, you won't receive the money into your bank account yeah. But it's an incentive to essentially switch over by reducing the costs. Yeah, I mean, and now you still get that one pound if you drive into congestion. But there's another thing you will you won't worry about. You know, oh, will this trip take me into congestion? Will maybe it's four p.m. You want to go home. You have destination set, but you know how Uber destinations work. You're in Kensington. You set up, uh, know, Luton, and it takes you to Kings Cross. And I don't know how King's sort Cross of. in the way of... <laughs> in a roundabout way. It does, <laughs> you know. And, you know, you get that and it's 4 p.m. You drive into congestion charge and, you know, then you drive out of it and you have to pay £11.50 mm-hmm. for five minutes, mm-hmm. you know. But this car, you don't have to think about that. Yes, that's mm-hmm. definitely a huge uh, perk. And, uh, and you yeah. mentioned that you got some kind of government funding for, for your driveway to install it. Yeah, they've installed it for me. I think in the beginning, I've heard that they were giving, but now they are not. 
I don't know about that, but in the beginning they were giving that you know I've just paid two fifty for the uh, auto cars to the advance, and that's it. They've installed it everything, mm -hmm. and uh, it's okay. So I, I think mean, the I government gave before used to be five thousand the grant for electric car. I think now it's three and a half thousand. Yeah, but yeah, they okay. they pay it into the dealership. You won't see that no, money. It's just, again. It's just a reduced price. It's it's yeah. So the yeah. price you, pay, you see, the price you see it's already reduced mm. by. I don't know how much. Mm. Are there any kind of a, any other things that people have to factor in in terms of the setup or things they might have to change or? can't think of any is the difference you know the big difference is that Stephen was telling that not this is not everyone's car it is for everyone car but the only problem is that you know the executive people maybe they they think that maybe they don't want to sit in this car they want Mercs they want you know the high, higher people they want S-Class you know I have worked for you know executive mm -hmm. companies there are stages you know I used to drive S-Class I just have only two customers I have to pick them up, I have to drop them up, and I get my money back. And for E-Class, you have a couple of customers. But, you know, this, but I think this is wrong. Because, you know, nowadays, if you go in Canary Wharf in my car, anyone can call you. So executive people can come and sit with you. And they are getting cheaper. Hmm. Because what they are paying for is £130 for the Heathrow. They are paying for from Canary Wharf to Heathrow is... 40 pounds, 45 pounds. So there are a lot of savings. And this is a financial crisis going on for everyone, not for me only. In Kinerivov, everyone is having financial. So a lot of people, they have to book first for with the company because I've worked for them. Mm -hmm. We have to go there one hour. We have to sit there. They have to pay for the waiting. Now what they are calling instant and Uber is going there, they are going there. Even uh, Edison Lee is doing the same thing, just like Uber. So why to call executive cars now? So they are getting, because I know my friend, mm -hmm. he used to be very busy. He used to make 1,200 pounds. Now he's making 700 pounds. Still he's driving Merck because he do only three jobs. One from here to Heathrow, from Heathrow to cities, from city to Heathrow, finish, then coming back. So what he's, he's just uh, wasting his uh, diesel. Mm -hmm. One time he's going empty, coming back with customer, going empty, coming back with sure. customer. So he's he's not saving actually. He's getting the same money. He's he's using his car for starts job one o'clock, ends one o'clock at night. I am doing in six hours finishing, mm -hmm. same money, Sa saving more than him. I mean, you mentioned something about setting up. Mm -hmm. The only thing you need to set up is the accounts for like Polar. Uh, zap map uh, echotricity and that's it you're good mm. i mean in terms of cards you need to get i would suggest getting the polar one and stay away from source i don't know it's just in your opinion just to clarify <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion stay away from source yeah they charge per minute i didn't know that i didn't read it i paid 10 pounds fee and charged two hours it didn't charge a lot only about do, 10, do, you, do you feel it's 
there's maybe too many different companies operating these charge points and you know, too many subscriptions that you've got to sign up for, too, much, too, many, too many companies essentially. I mean, maybe it, it, it should be standardized so that you can also not use some and use others. And, it'd know. be easier, but it takes 45 seconds to put in your email and telephone number. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it takes two days to get your t- card through post. Like Polar uses a card, but like Ecotricity, the ones on the motorway, they don't have a card, they only use the app. Mm-hmm. So uh, Podpoint, they only use the app and you just top it up you put money onto your like you know it's easy i think going forward there is plans i've got to confirm it to to make to to allow that you can use your whatever subscription with you're on you could use that at at different charge points as well otherwise the moment it's a bit restricted you know you you might see a charge point near you but actually if you're not subscribing to let's say polar you can't use if you can only charge with a card which happened to me in the first day or second day of using the electric car i've driven and I didn't have to use it but I had I wanted lunch and I said why not charge while eating and I couldn't do it with only the app or um, contactless debit card I needed a bank uh, their RFID card Okay. And you know, I didn't have it. It only came in two days supposed. So, so there is yeah. small, small limitations, but yeah, going forward, it should be alright. Richard, Richard, you didn't you say um, Uber were doing something as well? Yeah, Uber do have. It's either in place or it's going to be in place. Uh, Uber's own dedicated charge network. Um, I don't know if it's their own dedicated. They have some can. You can have an Uber connection with the ones in the queue parks in okay. like Park Lane and a few. That they use, the car parks charge eight pounds for entering, and if you're with Uber, you only pay two. Okay. Okay. But in terms of their own charging network, I'm not sure. I heard about it long time ago. Maybe it's still in the pipeline. Oh, we'll try and get someone to confirm on it. Uh, I yeah. think we should maybe wrap it up with one more question. Uh, you know, if you, well, if you want to take it away, I think you you had one more in the pipeline. Sure. Um, do you think that? Obviously, there's a lot of stuff in the news kind of about um, the government and industries in general trying to push people towards electric cars. Um, obviously, congestion charges and Ulez is, is one of them because obviously that directly affects the type of vehicle you drive. Do you think that they're right to do this? I mean, I'm sure... Um, well, it's not a, not a conspiracy theorist or whatever <laughs> but i'm sure the cost of charging electric in time will increase because this is what happened with diesel and it when diesel came out oh my god this is the new thing it's safer for the environment it's cheaper and look what happened now yeah. you see and i'm sure in years to come the price of driving electric will be close to driving petrol or diesel i'm sure of this but why not drive an electric now when you save you know but point. i mean uh yeah london uh drives you towards buying electric with all those charges and whatnot but i think cities like london need to have a zone where you can like all big cities and like you know developed countries have a zone where you can only drive electric car i think mm. they can do it yeah because you know driving in central london is madness and yeah. I mean, was the environmental aspect of it um, a factor for you when you were buying it? Yeah, I have heard that, you know, it's good because, you know, uh, I think there was a strike in city that people were 
just making it yeah. doing a strike that they've introduced congestion charge and these things mm-hmm. i think government has done right decision to because you know a lot of customers we have got they are worried about the environment mm-hmm. yes yeah, so it's a huge issue with the with and that is the only example we can give you that if you have a house and someone will destroy your house what you will do you will try to sort this thing out you will make some rules mm-hmm. and regulations Mm-hmm. So government has given you the rules that now either take an electric car or come to congestion charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Means they want transportation to be used by themselves, trains, buses. So use either those ones or you take the congestion charge, pay the congestion charge or take an electric car. Just to point out, there is also the ultra emission zone, which I'm sure you guys are all aware yeah, of. Zero came emission in zone, yeah, zero emission zone, On the 8th of April, uh, obviously electric cars are exempt, and it goes kind of without saying, really. So, yeah, there's definitely steps being taken forward to improve yeah. the air quality in London, and I think the private hire industry definitely has a, a big role to play in that. Yeah. I think what they are doing is for massive, us, massive. not for themselves, mm. it's for us no? to clean yeah. the environment. Like what you said, I didn't necessarily you know think about because one driver doesn't impact the environment as much but if imagine if all the cars all of a sudden turn into electric cars and no emission that would be a huge change you know and as i said ultra low emission zone came in charge in its name if you drive electric is in its name you'll never pay it And from 2021, the ULEs will expand all the way to the North Circular and yeah. to the South Circular. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what, 50% of mm-hmm. London? Yeah. Can you and do it? There's also the plan, obviously, to all, all newly registered cars will have to be electric as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember <laughs> if it's next year or it's the year after, but the yeah, newly and, registered and the standards will go yeah, up and up. Yeah, so it's not, it won't stay for plug-in hybrid. It will only be for electric mm-hmm. in I don't know how many years. For congestion charge, I know it will end for electric. Even electric cars will have to pay congestion charge from 2025, I think. That's correct, yeah. That's yeah. long from now. But it's congestion charge. It's charge for congestion. Yeah, but... ULES, you won't have to pay it. And remember, ULES, it's 24-7. That's true. Talk about, uh, coming. Uh, talk about uh, ULES, sorry, just one quick point was that uh, at the time that the, the ULES was already put in place, I think something like three quarters of vehicles entering were already exempt because obviously this has been in the news for a couple of years. People have had time to upgrade and, and or switch over to avoid the charges. So really it's having a, a positive impact on London, especially in zones one and two, because people have switched already. You know, no one wants to pay that. I think it's twelve pound fifty. It's twelve pound fifty, yeah. Yeah, and it's paid, a lot. So, so already it's it's had a positive impact. So that, that's great to hear. I mean, you you can rarely now see a van in central London that it's mm. not like sixty seven plate. Mm. That's Euro six. So needed, yeah. you know, and maybe in the future electric vans. You know, <laughs> there the are uh, very limited options. There is. Uh, uh, it's not maybe not suitable for every. You talked about there, Tesla. Yeah. Uh, couple of times tesla trucks i believe i've seen the prototypes right? yeah the, the, what they call them over the pond the tesla semis or mm-hmm. they call them not lorries they call them semis Fair. yeah i know ups placed an order of a few thousands i have them huge mm-hmm. so yeah guys i think that's uh, that's all we have time for today uh thank you so much to our guests uh, stefan and cameron for coming on and sharing your experiences uh of uh, switching to an electric car. And I hope you listeners have uh, learned a few things today uh, about that. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, please feel free to subscribe and review it so other drivers can uh, 
find it on their relevant apps and programs. And if you'd like to contribute or talk about any of the topics we discussed today or in previous episodes, you can always uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just simply search Otto Car. Uh, we're always open to new ideas that can help the private hire community. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, Ish as well for coming on board, as always, being the co-guest here. And uh, have a safe week uh, and stay safe on the roads. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.